Football debates, hot takes, and analysis our way. With compas and a carne asada, this is Football Asada. Welcome home. Yo, 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 welcome back. Episode 27 on March 27, that's kind of crazy, but it's a very special episode. We're back again, the Football Asada boys, with a very, very special guest. We got Lizzie Becherano. If you've seen her interviews, she's out there talking to Julian Araujo, Hector Herrera, Carlos Vela, the whole, you know, everybody's childhood heroes. So <laughs> welcome, Lizzie. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. You know, we got the boys back. Let's do our routine quick jersey check. I'm going to start with Lizzie. Well, she don't got a jersey, but she still got the drip on. Talk about what you got on, Lizzie. Um, La Selección, the reversible jacket for the World Cup. Trying to use it as much as I can. Didn't give a good performance with this line of wear, but it's still fire. <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere online. You're lucky. I, I went, to, bro. I got in. I got mine in Mexico, bro. I, I went all the way to the. I made sure I got this shit right there, bro. I'm just gonna go on DHK, bro. Get a fake one. <laughs> Might as well. I need it. <laughs> Might as well. I get paid two hundred for a resale. Hell nah. Yo, hold on, hold on. We're trying to get Adidas as a sponsor, bro. I don't know if you want to say that on public. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, we need yo, yo. We got Harrito sponsors, please, Chris. I don't know how you could wear that after yeah, this week, bro. bro. What the fuck is that shit? Why not? What do you mean? <laughs> Nations League semifinal bound. All right. Well, we don't got to say much about it. German, what year is that, man? That's, what is, that's, a, that's that Chelsea came up, 2014, boy. 2015, third jersey with Eden Hazard on the back. Number 17, I believe, or number 10. I forgot, but it's falling apart, so I can't even tell. But it's amazing. I love this jersey. <laughs> Top five of all time. Chelsea under Adidas had some fucking fire, bro. Me, look at this. You never see a design like this anywhere now, bro. And he got the chain on with the with the cross earring. I'm so the drip on for I'm gonna respect the drip, bro. Uh, <laughs> let me move on to Diego. We got the Kappa. Is that Barca. the light blue sky yes, blue? Sir. Any name on the uh, back? Ronaldo, the goat. I just want to say I hate Barcelona, but if I had to buy a Barcelona jersey, it would be that one. Yes, sir. I love that jersey. This one's beautiful. Clean, bro. Too bad it's Barcelona, bro. R nine on the back. Mm, beautiful. Oh, now we got to talk about what happened though last week. Ooh, y'all know Mexico, Suriname. How y'all feel about the game? Lizzie, how you feel about the game? Let's get our guest thoughts first. I thought it was slow to start. The first game under Diego Coca, you had some adjustments to make, but the team came out in the second half stronger and better. And yeah, it took took a little time, but as these players need under a new head coach. But I, I like I like how you mentioned the second half, bro. Julian Araujo came on second half for both in both games. And in my yeah. opinion, was the best player throughout this whole call, these these two games. Facts or no? Um, and he doesn't even play club. He doesn't play club football right now. So he, he's literally just national team. You know what's crazy? Like we were talking about Kevin Alvarez and Jorge Sanchez, and I feel like the 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 the, the tipping scale has been sliding towards Julian Araujo ever since. Kevin Alvarez, great right back. He's he's amazing with Pachuca, but we've seen with the selection. He's not there yet. I mean, you remember his game against Colombia? Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> and I thought he was going to have a solid showing against Suriname, but like he, he, it fell through. And Julian came on, boom, super fast. Julian was great at the attack, quick to adapt. And I mean, I say it every time we mention Julian on this podcast, bro, he has that dog in him. I just want to shout out Javi because when we did a star bench sell, uh, Jorge Sanchez, Kevin Alvarez, Julian Araujo, me and Diego said we would start Kevin Alvarez. And every time he's played for the national team, he hasn't done anything. But Julian, bro, one or two games, bro, he's got it. I mean, in the qualifiers against Panama, he showed it. He's showing it again. He hasn't played a game like Javi said yet for Barcelona. And he's balling. He's fast. He came on against... Well, we're not going to talk about the Jamaica game yet because uh, Jorge Sanchez really disappointed. He needs to be kicked off the national team. But Julian did good against Suriname. But I'm very sad about that game because my guy, Santi, missed a penalty. It ruined the game. I didn't even want to watch it after that, but... He missed a penalty. Henry Martin is the starting striker. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But let's stay on the certain topic. How you feel, Chris? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be negative then, since everyone's being all positive. <laughs> I think it's kind of doesn't that seems kind of like a problem to me that that isn't it weird or sad even that a player that hasn't played in over five months look like the one of the best players on the field. He is practicing with Barca 8 right now. He's practicing with I, I think, Barca I see team. that more as a bad thing than I see it as like, oh, Julian Araujo, like, I mean, let's not over-exaggerate. It's Suriname. Like, it's not... It wasn't, it wasn't playing in the World Cup or anything. It was Suriname. But even then, like, 
for the fact that, like I said, a player that hasn't played in five months is like one of our better players. And then the other ones that were our better players were like Acevedo in that game. Like, why is our goalie like the best player against Suriname? He was like, that, it just goes to show like nobody did anything. Like, I honestly didn't notice players unless they were getting burnt on defense or they were, if it was like Antuna, like sending across 10, 10 rows into the stands or Pio Alvarado doing nothing. Hold up, wait, you're right. I forgot. Santi had to play with Piojo, Charlie, and Antuna. How is that even fair? Bro, that, he had to play <laughs> with those three behind them. How is he going to get service, bro? I swear he had one ball and it went over his head and that was it. Every cross went like, what, 15 feet high? Antuna can't send a cross. Yeah, but he, he, he missed the penalty, though. The only thing Antuna did that game was get that penalty and we missed it. So it didn't really matter. So Well, Santi has the Argentinian blood, so he kind of channeled his inner Messi from 2016 when he flew the penalty in the Copa America final. Just a little bit, but Santi's going to bounce back. Bro, we shouldn't have, like, players that are, like, on the come up, like Marcelo, Santi taking penalties. I mean, you know, he has to stab pad, but not like that. We should have let Antuna take it so he can miss. You know what I didn't like about that game also is that, like, Coca did wait, like, waited until, like, the 85th minute to make, like, he only made one sub up to that point. It's like, bro, you were watching, like, garbage the whole like for over an hour and he didn't like sub out on Duna or Piojo until like the last five minutes of the game and like Eric Sanchez and Charlie Rodriguez were doing like fucking nothing for almost an hour and a half and then like he didn't make any subs I think his only sub was Julian Araujo wasn't Julian Araujo like his first sub yeah half time. yeah it was at halftime through 85 minutes it's like bro like what are you like what was he watching like I, I didn't understand that like, I want to go back to the point of saying Julian Araujo was the best player throughout this pitch at FIFA. I wouldn't necessarily say it to that extent, but I do think he was one of the winners of this new Diego Coca era. I think it works to his benefit that he stood out, that he's earning his place under new management. And yeah, like what Diego Coca is trying to do and going a little bit into why he didn't make as many substitutes as possible is He's trying to experiment, analyze, and get to know these players and what they can do. If you sub out a player within, what, 40, 50 minutes into the game, you don't know what his capabilities are. You don't know who they are on a competitive front. Yeah, you can see them in training, but you can't really tell what they can do or who meshes well with another. I think Suriname was a perfect opportunity once you're up to make those experiments. Yeah, they didn't play particularly well together that's a lesson to learn for the future oh can we say the Suriname game was the b team though like can we say that game was the b team that played because that's what it seemed like no we had guti there wait guti played guti was bad bro (laughs) there's players who simply don't do good for the national team and i feel like guti is one of those players i don't think he meshed well under diego coca i mean under um tata martino i think he didn't I mean, there was no plays for him behind Edson Alvarez when you play one defensive midfielder. But I think he did well against Suriname. In the second half, he played in that PSV style, calming down the team, like distributing the ball well from the midfield and kind of calming down players around him, which is what you needed after that all that hype. Yeah, that's true about Guti. I feel like he like thought that wasn't the coach, but he was playing with PSV, and right now he's not playing with PSV. So, I mean... Yeah, he, I, I, he, I think they want to sell him too, so... Don't let me into that. I have a whole other theory of why he's not playing under Ruth Van Nistelrooy, but... He should have went with his coach, uh, Roger Schmidt, to uh, Benfica. Hopefully. I would like to see him there. Enzo just left. That would be a good you move. You know, I think... I think what didn't help Eric Gutierrez was, and we already said his name, but Charlie Rodriguez, unfortunately, has just been so lackluster with Mexico. I mean, 40 games and you only register five assists. And and I mean... No, 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 we, not even that, bro. You're giving him too much credit. It's like, I think it's like three assists, four assists, maybe. And like, Yeah, well, somewhere around there. It's not in the double digits. And, and for someone like Charlie Rodriguez, who was like in Monterrey, was like a really good shining spot. Like, it's, it's very jarring to see him come out to the national team and not really, you know, show what it is for. As far as, like, the midfield goes, I think Eric Gutierrez is still is obviously very rescuable. I think he's a he's a great asset to have. Um, but, like, Charlie Rodriguez, for me, was, like, a super low. I, I, you, um, and, for, like, from that Suriname game, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like those three players – I mean, it's crazy, right? Because we, we sit here and we're like, yo, Antuna, Piojo, Charlie, we're all bad. But I think all three of them registered – well, I think that Piojo was that was that did that count as a it goal for him? Or was, goal. It, was it an own goal? Was it officially an own goal? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even touch it. Either way, Antuna got the cross to the own goal, and Charlie got the assist for Johan Vasquez's goal. So it's kind of like it's mm, it's ups and downs. But th- that Suriname game, I think, like to Lizzie's point, um, we also can't expect 
Mexico to be Real Madrid off of the first game. I mean, I know it's Suriname. We got walked away comfortably with the first with the first win. I, I think Diego Coca is what he's trying to do is um I'm I'm sure both him and, and everyone who's in charge or, or or surrounded by the Mexican national team is aware of like the the criticisms, right? Like you guys are playing old too many old guys, hence no Hector Herrera. No, Andres, well, Andres Guardado voluntarily retired, but, um, you know, hence, uh, uh, no Hector Moreno in the starting lineup against Suriname. Oh, we need to talk about that game now. I mean, we talked about Suriname. So who would you fail from the Suriname game? What do you think, Lizzie? Let us know. No, I just have a criticism of the fan base because all we could hear after the World Cup was this desperate need for a generational change. And everybody wants instant results right away. There was a generational change. We have new figures in the team, but you expect everyone to do well off the bat. You're not going to have that. You need a period of adjustment. And whether that's Nations League where we can afford to fail, let, let that be. I, I mean, I, again, I would give it like a C. I don't think I, I'm not failing them, but I don't know. I commend a period of adjustment with a generational change. But was there really a generational change? That's what I was going to say. I don't know if there's a generational change yet. Like we start having Moreno, Chach is going to come back. There's, it's not a no, generational change. We still have the same Suriname, team. In the game against Suriname, you you saw all the figures that were calling to play. You had Israel Reyes, who hadn't played before, Kevin Alvarez, Gerardo Artiaga. Then you have Santi up top. Like you have all these younger figures, Johan Vasquez, who scored the goal. Um, you had all these figures people were calling for at the World Cup, taking out um, Araujo and taking out Hector Moreno and HH, and they didn't do perfectly right away, but you need a little bit of runway. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's a generational change because you can look at that as the B team. So the A team played against Jamaica and you have Hector Moreno starting, who's 35. He shouldn't be on the national team. It should have been Johan right there. Johan Vasquez should be with Montes, the Olympic pairing. And I think Coca, like record Mexico said, Coca sin gas. I don't think he's the coach for the national team. That's what I think. I mean, I said it since he got hired. He's simply not the coach. Hold on. Can I, can I add one more thing about, like, this is the – because when it comes to, like, those players that Lizzie was mentioning, yes, it is true. We were asking for Arteaga and all these players and, like, Santi and whatnot. And that's fine. But, like, they didn't play that well. But I'm not too mad about them. It's the players that we've known for years have been no good. Like, Charlie Rodriguez, Pio Alvarado, Antuna. Those are the main three we've known for – Literally over two years, they do not belong on the national team. Like they don't. But, I mean, Antuna, the I can is, give you I, here and there because he'll give you one every ten games. He'll play well. But Charlie and Bioha have, have not done well like ever for the national. I, 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 I beg anyone, I challenge any Mexican on this planet, name me one memorable moment from Charlie Rodriguez or Bioha Barado on the national team. You can't find one. No, there's none. I'm not. I'm not joking. And they debuted like over four years ago. Like. They've done nothing, and they're, and they're the ones who receive the most criticism because they, they again they did nothing. Like we're tired of seeing them. Why are you going to bring Diego Lainez and Cordova? Like, like one thing I didn't understand is how does um like I, I'm tired of seeing like those two players. Like it should have been Cordova or Lainez or Bonchito Gonzalez, who's the best player on the best team in Liga MX, who can play as a center attacking right, man right. or out wide. Wait, wait, no. Like <laughs> how, how is he not getting any minutes? Because <laughs> Diego Coca needs to see like Diego Coca needs to see. Oh, I need to see Pio Alvarado again. Or Charlie Rodriguez or Antuna again. It's like, bro, we've already seen those dudes. And again, that, that's why, like, I feel like it's fair criticism from the nat from the fans to, like, bro, like you just saw this whole process where the fans are just begging for those three just to never play a minute, and then he plays them almost the whole game, like over players that are like more deserving. Like the national team is not where you find form. It's not where you like see if, if players like gel. It's like no. It's like this is like, are you, if you're informed, you're gonna play. I, 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 don't, I don't really believe in that. Like, oh, this is where you come to, like, get your rhythm back. The good thing is, though, since we all well, we agree this is the B team, right? Alexis Vega and Tecatito are going to come back. So does, does that take away Alvarado and Antuna from the national team? Well, it shouldn't even be there. It should be Pochito Gonzalez, El Pocho Guzman, and La Chofis. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... For like for Piojo and Antuna, they're wingers. Won the Liga MX title last year. Respect the Mexican Messi, the actual Mexican Messi. Come on, now he won the Liga MX title. I really hope with Vega coming back, Tecatito coming back, we're never gonna see them on the pitch ever again. At least you know, dude. I, that's what we always say, though, bro. That's what we always say, and they come back every single time. But the thing like, is, they don't. It's like the Simpsons meme: the guy pushing the dude out of the bar, and he still shows up behind them. 
He's still, they're still going to show up. I'm going to play a little bit of De- devil's advocate for Diego Coca. I, I think we forget. I think we're too quick to forget. Rome wasn't built in a day. And and Ber- Greg Berhalter did the same with the USA. I mean, I, we're, all, we're all L3 followers, L3 fans here. We, we all don't want to face the U.S. And if we face them in the semifinals in, in Las Vegas, we don't want to face them right now. Nobody, right, none of us do. We know that we know the U.S. is better. Can we? Can we? Yeah. Can we agree on that? Like the U.S. is the top team and the top dog in Concacaf right now. But the U.S. the USMNT didn't build that in a day. Greg Berhalter didn't build that in a day. You know, like that was built. You guys remember when Weston McKinney and and Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna were coming onto the field? They were getting spanked by Mexico 3-0, 1-0 in the Gold Cup final. Like they were losing to Jonathan Dos Santos, who now we don't even consider for the national team anymore. Like we need, I think we need to give the same due process to Diego Coca, give him the opportunity to build the squad. You you can tell that he listens now because he's already played Julian Araujo way more than Tata has. Uh, also, uh, Julian Araujo, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's the only player that played in both games. No, there is also Diego Linus. Yeah, okay, but yeah, no, Diego I'm Linus. with Javi on this. That, that, that's good. Need, that's a, that's a good thing. But you need you need to give him more space. I mean, Coca Singas. It, it was what his second game under new leadership. You 100 percent need more time. Hey, I'm just, I'm gonna say this. If he would have lost to Jamaica, if he would have lost to Jamaica, he would have been out for me. He should have yeah, been yeah, sacked yeah. if we lost to Jamaica. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, if you could have yeah. eliminated from the Nations League and conquer Calf, you should be sacked. Yeah. You should have to make the semifinal or the final every single time as the Mexican national team coach. That that would have been crazy, bro. But all right, let's move on to all right, if we said this we said all this about the Suriname game, we need to talk about the Jamaica game. Now that was abysmal. I don't know what you guys think, but that was abysmal. Two two, we tied, we qualified. But it was abysmal. Uh, we had my boy Moreno in there. Honestly, first of all, I don't. Okay, maybe give me Romo a chance from Coca, right? But how does this man have number seven? That's my fucking question, bro. Like, how does out of everyone in the national team, this guy gets number seven, bro? I, I have a serious question about that, real quick. Again, this is back to we just talked about him in the Suriname game. But how is it that in these all these games, all these Monterrey players are playing, but Monterrey's best player isn't getting any minutes, like? Like, Luis Romo played in that 8 role or 10, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even... Like, Ponchito Gonzalez is a better player. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the best player on Monterrey. Like, I don't understand how, like... These are just decisions. It's like, I honestly question, like... Does the manager, like, actually watch, like, the league? Like, this is, like, the same thing Tata was doing. Tata. No, I'll give him that. I'll, I'll give Coca that, that credit. But it's like, bro, it's like... like like, you know Monterrey's number one in the first place. This guy who's has been killing, not just this season, Bonchito, he's been killing it for years. Like, or a few seasons already at Monterrey. How is he not, like, how does he not get any minutes? But, like, Luis Romo does. I, I don't understand that. Like, like well, he, in that same, exact it. same position, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then, again, I was perfectly fine with the lineup besides Romo and Moreno. I think Gallardo, I mean, a lot of people hate him. But just this season, he's been good enough. I think he deserved that start. Yesterday over at Arteaga. But, and then Henry Martin, too. I mean, he's been killing it. I think he deserved to start as well. I'm not saying he's better than Santi, but I think he deserved it. But just, like, there's always just, like, these bonehead decisions that I just don't understand. Like, why is Hector Moreno, like, why is he starting in, like, a must, not must win, but, like, we needed to get a result game. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like when is, like, people are all the experience. But when is, like, a Johan Vasquez going to get that experience in a crucial game? Like, why are we, like, like stealing that those opportunities and those minutes away from, like, younger players who are actually going to be a part of the national team and, like, actually be better and should be better in four years or by the time the next World Cup happens? Then Hector Moreno, who's just going to continue to decline. It doesn't even make sense. Like, he doesn't even start for Monterrey. Like, <laughs> how are you not good enough to start for Monterrey but you're good enough to start for the national team? It's just shit like this. I just, I just don't get, bro. Like, I, I don't understand. Here's where I see, and again, I, I'm gonna have to well, play on, devil's on, advocate. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. And, and it shows. It's not like I'm just talking out of my ass and like these players played amazing and they kind of just shut me up. Hector Moreno almost fucking assisted a Jamaica goal. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, as soon as Jamaica scored the first on the second one, they almost, they almost scored um, like a minute later. Hector Moreno doesn't even know how to clear the ball. He like gives it right <laughs> to the Jamaica player who like almost taps it in, and then. Ruiz Romo was a complete ghost for me. I don't remember one thing he did. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He lasted 90 minutes. So it's like, I'm not just like talking just to talk. Like, we, the fans complain, but then like, it gets proven on the field as well. Like, I I don't understand. I think he's like one of the worst players ever, bro. But that's just me. Because like, (laughs) I don't know how this man started, bro. Like, like for like, I I think he, or he, 
we, when we used to play, yeah, he's playing Monterrey right now, right? So when he used to play for Grasul, I actually liked them a little bit. But then, like, I don't know, bro. Like, this was just, I don't know how this man is in the national team. Like, I, I would have had, who, who was on the bench that could play that that role? Marcel Reese. I don't think he was on the bench yesterday. Damn, then why'd they call him up? He played against Suriname. He played, they gave him five minutes, though. Like Javi said, we're, yeah, the U.S. Started. were giving Pulisic and McKinney minutes. Why aren't we giving like, the young players minutes? Like but, Emilio but Lara, Lara, hold up. Emilio Lara, Chiquete, um, Marcel Reese, uh, Artiago over Gallardo still for the second game because Gallardo's like pushing 40 now. Hector Moreno shouldn't be playing. Luis Romo playing 90 minutes under Coca, but not Tata. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate with Lizzie here because I think <laughs> we saw tweeted this yesterday. He said, Diego Coca does not have a grace period. He doesn't have a grace period. He, he He's coming in. He already has the pressure of, A, making it to Nations League semifinals and finals in Las Vegas. When is that? J- June? And then the ne- literally a week after that final, he starts the Gold Cup. There's no grace period there. He doesn't have two, three moleros to lollygag and, uh, you know, bring out Marcelo Flores and have Marcelo do a couple regates and everyone oohs and ahs. He has to get results. And you, and, and, and if, if Diego Coca comes out and he puts in the players that we're all asking for and they don't perform, then, then we're left without even worse without answers. At least here he can say, but here's the thing though. If you, if we we ask for a player and that player doesn't perform, like, believe me, I'm not going to say shit. Like Arteaga the other day and Kevin Alvarez against Suriname, they were very mediocre, played like ass. But I'm not gonna blame Diego Coca for that. Like I asked for that, I wanted like they're, for me they're two of our best uh, fullbacks. So I don't blame the, I don't blame him. I blame the players. It's the ones that well, the fans have been asking for years when they don't perform and you're still playing them. Then I think it's justified when the fan base can get on him. It's like bro, like we've been knowing been knowing this. Uh, what, what, what do you guys feel about the the booze to Ochoa? They deserve it, but I don't care. They I don't, deserve it. I'm sorry, dude. Oh Messi's God. getting booed in Argentina. Chucky and Ochoa aren't safe from Mexico fans. Let's keep let's keep it real. Here's the thing: fans have all the right to manifest and be frustrated and show any type of discontent that they want to, but not at minute 15 when one it plays against your own team that you're bringing in nervousness, whatever, like you're, you're playing against yourself after the game, chant all you want, boo all you want, whatever you want to do. But during the game, it makes no sense to boo your players who won. We're not at fault for that goal. I think we, we know that there are certain goals that are phenomenal, phenomenal strikes that you can't do anything about. And that was that first game. That was Edson's fault. hundred percent. No, that was Edson a phenomenal goal. Like, I love Edson Alvarez, yeah. but he was at fault for both of the goals. He lost the header to a random, and then he scored a goal. Bro. <laughs> mm. bro, but you, they, were, they weren't actually booing Edson Alvarez. They were booing Jorge, um, Jorge Sanchez. He deserved it. They didn't deserve it. Ochoa, there was no place to Ochoa stop that deserved goal. It. He does not know how to come up for a ball, though. If Ochoa ever comes out for a ball, you might as well put me in there, and I'm 5'7", bro. Ochoa, <laughs> cannot, he cannot come out for a ball. He should have came out for the ball against Edson Alvarez, where he scored, but he didn't come. Instead, he got stuck and pushed the Jamaica player. So it would have been a penalty anyway. No, and I will say, the booze continued on even when he made several saves to maintain the scoreline. People continued to boo. He did make a couple and saves, though. They yeah. only booed Chucky Lozano after he made the declaration um, on the field saying that people should support us, not actually throughout the game. So I think there are certain players fans have a narrative against because what they've heard on transmissions what they've heard on social media and it's not necessarily a result of what's going on on the field in that particular moment but just so frustrations coming out in minute 15 again do whatever you want after the game but don't boo players who are just now coming into the field that can play to your disadvantage you said as chris said it we needed a result how are you gonna get a result and how are you gonna like players feel comfortable when now they're more nervous that they're going to get things thrown at them from your own fans in El Azteca. Has Mexico ever had like a home atmosphere in Mexico? Yes. Yeah. yeah, since, when, yeah. since when? Maybe like the USA game? I'm pre- I mean, I think the boos were deserved, but not at those players. But then again, like, I don't even think it was minute 15. I think it might have been like, even I think I saw some videos. It was pregame. It was the email. <laughs> like, like Jorge Sanchez was getting booed pregame and then 
Diego Linus barely subbed into the game, was already getting booed. I think it was more like of an America thing. Like, all the ex-America players were just getting hounded. I, I don't even think it was that. I feel like the fans were showing their anger towards Mexico getting eliminated in the World Cup. That's that's what that was. It could be. But like I said, I don't know if, like Halizzi was saying, if, it's, if that's a smart thing to do, especially when you're losing in a must-get-a-result like, game. Because I think we've already seen with this team at least, like some of these players... They're mentally, like, once it's downhill, they just don't recover. So it could have been dangerous. Like, as soon as Mexico went down 1-0 or 2-1, we, if we don't get, like, a penalty, like, that was basically gifted to us, not because of the refs, but because the Jamaica player doesn't know what he's doing, we might not we might not score. And, like, the, the boos might have gotten, like, even louder and louder and louder and just dug ourselves in even deeper holes. So I don't agree with the boos, but I I, I get it. <laughs> like, I'm kind, of, I'm yeah. kind of on both sides. Like, I get it, but, like, I don't think we should have done it. I think they were right. Jorge Sanchez, every single time he touched the ball, dude, it would go like 15 yards. Julian Araujo comes in, first touch of the game, sets up a play, creates a chance. Like, dude, he deserved to get booed. He's been called the worst right back in the editive EC. He yeah. should not be playing for Ajax. Oh, I'm not even going to go into that comment. That's a biased comment. That is a complete biased comment. But to Chris's point, I think we underestimate how emotional not only these players can be, but Mexicans in general can be um, as a whole. So if you're messing with someone's game emotionally and mentally in the middle of a must result, um, you're basically like, and, and I posed this question before kind of deleting it on Twitter, but do Mexican national team fans want to win or do they want to lose to be proven right and continue complaining? Well, because we can't play for the national team. I mean, we can't play for them. I mean, if I was good enough, I'd be playing, but instead I'm critiquing them because I'm not good enough. But those players deserve to be critiqued because Mexico couldn't get past the group stage. You barely beat Suriname 2-0 with the B team. I'll, I'll give you that, Coca. That was a good win. Okay, the B team. But tying 2-2 against Jamaica, who only have two Premier League players, I'm not going to accept that. Again, I, I wasn't like a fan of it. And I wasn't like, oh, this is like hilarious or like we, we should do it. But, however, like there are circumstances where it, it is okay. Because like, if you're losing 4-0 or 3-0 to Jamaica, I would understand the oh, players. Yeah. And... Like, I would totally get that. But the fact that it was, like, it was, dude, it was, like, the 10th, like, like inside five minutes, inside 10 minutes, it's, like, bro, we need to, like, it's not over yet. Like, it wasn't, like, it was 4-0, 50, 60th minute. And it's, like, I would understand, like, a rain of booze then, but not just not the time. Here's here's the other thing. Uh, Diego Coca was just inherited a complete mess. Like, when Tata Martino left the Federation, it was left in shambles. Like, everybody questioning each other. The, the the relationship between media and the national team itself was at an all-time worst. I mean, when Diego Coca called his first callers, we had Jaime Ordiales and, and uh, uh, Ares de Praga there talking about wanting to wanting to heal that relationship between the press and Mexico. And I don't think the press or and the fans even are giving it enough time to do that. And I get I get the fans, right? Like I get as fans, we want results. We're tired of going on Twitter and Instagram and going on on everywhere and seeing USA fans like, yeah, we're the best in CONCACAF. And we, we have no rebuttals. We have no rebuttals. Anything, bro. We get mad. Like, not, come on. But we can't we can't sit there and, and tell Diego Coca, well, you come in here uh, with no recognition of the player pool, with no recognition of who's working right now and who's not, and say, you have to, like, make a statement now. Like like I said, that didn't happen with Greg Berhalter, right? Uh, uh, he didn't come in here and beat, the, and beat Mexico right off the bat. Like, it took him... When was Greg Berhalter appointed? 2019? It took him, what, three years before he could beat the Mexico in any in any friendly? And now he's gone because of like, Gio Reyna's dad. Amazing. But, I mean, he... <laughs> but, but, but I'm just I saying... I want to see something about the booze. If I go to the stadium and I see the starting lineup and I see Luis Romo starting as the 10 and he plays 90 <laughs> minutes, I'm a boo. I don't care who has the ball. I'm a definitely boo. Let's be real. I'm not going to sit there and watch Luis Romo try to cut dribble past and then send through balls and channel, you know, passes in. He's not a 10. Dude, you have a better 10 like Chris said, Ponchito Gonzalez or La Chofis, my boy, the Mexican Messi again. No, I will say, and Diego Coca addressed this ahead of these two um, Nations League games, that he's literally looking at every player that this first call-up is primary and that he'll continue to analyze every player available for the Mexican national team, but that these 34 were the first that came and he's understanding what his player pool looked like. And he addressed trophies and Bochito Guzman and, I mean, Gonzalez and, and Victor Guzman and everyone. And he said, I will continue to analyze them, but they're, I'm not giving them 
the moment right now when, as Javi said, he has no grace period. What happens if he puts trophies and Pochito Guzman and they all come in and they lose? I'd be happy. I'd simply, just by no, them you being... No, you wouldn't. You just said that if they didn't qualify, you would want him sacked. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, who, who in the right man, like I said, starts Luis Romo as a 10? I know you have a grace period, but Tata Martino did not even give that man a single minute during the World Cup. Why are you still and giving him minutes? Why are you calling him exactly. up? Like, if you have a grace period for players... Like you said, you have to test out the players, but call up the right players, not the wrong ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, how would he know which are the right and the wrong if these the were the first two seeing games? Seeing who's contributing, like La Trophies, one of the top goal scorers in the Liga MX. There are so many things that a coach can see in trainings that we as fans and media do not see behind the scenes. And and I said it as an example with the Olinas. There was a reason why that player doesn't start in every single team that he's a part of because coaches see something in him that we simply don't when every fan was calling him for him to start and make the World Cup roster and everything to that extent. Again, yesterday he played well and he's a phenomenal player to come off the bench and necessary. But how is Diego Koga going to know who his right players are if he's never coached them together in a national team setting? And again, club soccer and um, international soccer are two very, very different things. I, I, I'm glad you, you ended with that because, like I said, but th- that, that's kind of like my whole thing with like the national team is like us Mexicans, let's, let's be real. Like I, I've seen Mexico win the Gold Cup a million times. It doesn't like, – we win it, great. I get, like the main thing I get out of it is I get to talk shit about the USA fans. That's pretty much it though. The actual trophy, I don't really like – it's kind of numb to me now. Meh. Like nah. the Nations League, exact same thing. Like, I'll be excited over a Copa America or like a, the next Gold Cup in 2025 when it's going to be expanded or like the World Cup. Like, that's what we really care about. So, you need to build a team that like is set to play. I know we obsess over this Quinto Partido. We, we want it's set to play seven games. Like, and like I said, like a lot of these, a lot of teams that you saw do well in the World Cup aren't really like it's not because their coach is like some mastermind. Or, like, because it's it's more like they're more motivators in a way. Give that speech, you know, they give that speech where it just gets you motivated. And then they put out the lineup where, like, everyone sees, like, yeah, this coach wants us to win. You know, that's what you're saying, no? Like Scaloni. Exactly. Like Scaloni or that coach from Morocco. Nobody knows who he is, bro. But he's, like, he took him all the way to the semifinals. Like, you, you need, like, and these managers, like, there's countless examples of, like, the best of the best teams, the best of the best managers. They don't, like, how is it that, like, Countries like Germany and like Spain, like they'll leave off huge names off their roster and like we'll play young players like in the biggest of games. But like Mexico can't seem to let go of like Hector Moreno and like all these other like dudes, like when they've already proven they can't do it anymore. Like, I, I don't under I've never understood this. Like, like we the national team shouldn't be um, like, like Lizzie was saying, the club and country is different. The difference is like there's no point in him trying to like. I've always kind of felt like this. There's no point in him trying to, like, test players out. It's like, you should just, like, for me at least, you need to play your best players. Like, like these guys aren't going to remember your system when they're spending two months with their club, playing in their club system, and then they come to the national team. You think in two days of training, they're going to, like, oh, yeah, I remember um, your Coca system from two months ago, three months ago. Like It's like that for the whole year. It's it's just not like, a, for me, it's not a thing. You need to like, just play your best players. You need to, like, form to them. Not them, like, form to your system. Like, you need to, like, cater to them. Like, oh, if, like, pay attention. Like, if you're – all of your best players in Europe and Liga Max are all playing in this certain formation, well, then you should play that certain formation. The, 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 thing, with, the thing with Coca, at least at least he's actually using a formation where, where most of them actually play that formation. Fucking Tata Martino always played that 4-3-3 when no one played that in club level. And that's why we, we were so shit, let's be honest. Nah, we were just bad because we were bad. No, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, true, true. We were just horrible. Like, I mean, I think... Okay, so, okay let me ask y'all. Where do you see Mexico finishing in the Nations League if we play the USA in the semifinals? I'm going to say we're going to lose in the semifinals yeah, we'll lose. to the USA. If, if oh, we play USA, we're, we're done for. <laughs> I don't know. I think a 2-1 against the United States and we go through. But who goes to... Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, do you, do you say we or USA? No, when I say we, I, see, I, I say Mexico. Mexico. I'm, me- not, I'm not a weave in the United States. <laughs> she, has, she has a Mexico. She has a Mexico. Jacket. Let's go. That's what's up, Mexico. They know you will say rep over here. Whenever they play, that's a no. That's why they're not going to play in the U20 World Cup. 
that shit's gonna get canceled. <laughs> oh yeah. No, okay, that's that sucks. Poor, poor kids. But... So we get automatically qualified, and if we play the USA, oh, we own them when it comes to the youth ages. That's a free W. I, I don't think I don't think Anthony Hudson is is going to be the correct the correct person to take the USA over. Oh no, nah, he's just there to get Balogun. Yeah, in there. Bal- hey, but once they get Balogun though, it's done for, bro. Dude, we have Santi. I'm telling y'all, he's tall, handsome, he can score. We have the perfect player to counter Balogun. And he has more trip. He's modeling for GQ. Well, anyways, I don't think, I, I, like I said, I don't think Anthony Hudson is, and I don't know if if uh, uh, U.S. Soccer will probably have a replacement for Greg Berhalter if he doesn't come back by the he time June rolls around for the Nations League. If he comes back, Gio Reyna's not there. Who knows? I'm not gonna call anything yet. But <laughs> well, shit, that's that's a whole other that's a whole that could be a whole other podcast. But um, I, I think Mexico's gonna go through. I think we're really? we're talking no way. I, we're talking Anthony Hudson and Diego Coca. But if we're talking about Mexico players and USA players. That could be the difference maker. Yeah, that's a big difference. I feel like, but. Those were some good predictions. Let's head into the second segment. To our second segment, top five CONCACAF players of all time, all across every country that plays in CONCACAF. Doesn't matter. If they played, they could be on the list. So let's get into it, guys. Let's fucking go. Who wants to go? I want to for- let Lizzie go first. She's our she's our special guest. So Numero cinco. Let's go. For club and country, best CONCACAF players. Of all time. I'm gonna start with Keylor Navas. Okay. Oh no! So low. You know what? You know what? So low. Hold on. Let her explain. Let her explain why she got Keylor Navas at five. We're gonna go through our number five. Chris, say say your number five. We'll go when we see number four. When we see number four, that's when it gets spicy. Because I'm gonna start questioning. Uh, number five for me. Yeah. Who you got, bro? I'm gonna go with uh Don Rafa. Rafa Marquez. Number five? Oh, no. Javi, no Javi. way. No. Oh, my God. There's no way. This is no way. This is no way. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'm going to go with the real number five. Y'all forgetting about Dwight Yorkie, bro. Man, you and Trinidad Tobago. Legend. Yeah. No. Okay. This is going to be good. Diego, number five. I, I'm, I'm actually going to agree because it, it is club and country. I'm going to go Kaylor Navas. Oh, oh, come on. Thank you. Yeah, I'm actually agreeing because, and the reasoning behind, like, Kayla, how many champions does Kaylor Navas oh, have? Let me get my number that five. My, my, number, German, German. my yeah. number five, Chicharito. I know you're going to say Chicha. Oh. I knew it. I just oh. knew it. Okay. Now, this Hold is on. where it gets good. Number four, Lizzie. And then we're gonna see what's good. Number four. For me, it's Yorkie. By Yorkie? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say it too. My, that's my number four too. Trinidad and Tobago. Shout out to them. That's my number four. Dwight. Yes, sir. Who you got, Chris? Uh, my number four is Navas. He's the most accomplished, but I can't have a goalie in the top three, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to have an outfield player, player, bro. My 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 four is uh the goat Chicharito. Okay. That's my, that's yeah, my I think we're putting Chicharito. Uh, <laughs> who you got, Javi? My number four, I'm going to have to put Keylor Navas there. I'm going to have to agree with Chris. I, I got Keylor Navas at number four. Great. Wait, who's your number five? Dwight Yorkies. So we got Yorkie. All number right, that's fair. But Lizzie, you're going to throw, you're going to throw Keylor at number five? I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, as Diego said, like, let's look at club first. It, it's because, it's because for, for country, like, he plays for Costa Rica, bro. Like, it's nothing crazy. Okay, but what has he done during he, the I mean, look, he, 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 he took the quarterfinal. We haven't. He, he took, yeah, he took it. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that too, but like, we got, we can't discriminate against goalkeepers. Nah, dude, there's no way. There's no way Kaylord is, there's no way Chicha is over Kaylord. Hold on. We'll debate this one when, when, when we give our full list. Let's move on to number no, three. No, we, we got to do it now, bro, because we're going to forget. No, no. We got to do it. Yeah, we, we do, we do it now. We do it now. We're so. going to three. Let's go to three. Let's go to three. No, we'll we'll back to this. Diego's we're recently. No, we got to keep going. I mean, I, 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 that's just we my opinion. I, I think Chicha, Chicha has been... But why is he very for what? What has he won? Like, nothing. But the thing is... So you're listening he, back. Kaylor, Kaylor would have... Would be so much better if Costa Rica was good. But he made it to the quarterfinal in the World Cup. That's basically yeah, but more besides, than what Mexico but, have done. And Chicha but besides, but be besides that, they have nothing. Besides that, they have nothing. So you're going to say because... Just because he plays for Costa Rica, you seem like you're discriminating, my boy. Just what? because he's just them. okay, 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 okay. okay. Like, what does that have to do with anything? We're coming close too. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You're, 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 you're fucking flexing a, a game that there's no trophy for that game, bro. Flexing a game. That's not my reasoning why he's over Chicha. Yes, you are. You are flexing the game. You're flexing the game. You see our finals. Chicha won and he lost. How are you gonna rank Gaylord? You're, you're over flexing the game. German, German, over Gaylord. Hold on, time, time out, time out, time out. Jeremy, Jeremy be wilding sometimes. Yeah, he's wilding, bro. No, hold on, but listen, three UCLs and a and a quarterfinal game is is impressive, bro. For with a country like Costa Rica, is impressive. It's it is crazy. Impressive, but 
Okay, and I think look. I think it's more impressive than being Chicharito in Mexico. You, I mean, being he's, a Mexican player. He's the player, top goal scorer for the Selección Mexicana. Yeah, but you're you're kind of predisposed to that. Like if if you're playing with a team like Mexico, you're like playing a top dog. It's much more impressive. It's much more impressive doing that with a team like Costa Rica than doing that with Mexico. But his accolade. No, let's keep going because his accolades. Let's compare the two. Chicha has two league titles in Europe. But those are team accomplishments. Those are team accomplishments. But he's part of the team that starts. He won three UCLs. He's yeah, but they would have won a UCL like if I was in goal. Like there's not. What? There's actually no way you're disrespecting him like that. So you're gonna say Chicha is better than him all time, club and country. Three UCLs over zero. What? No, no, final. This is what I'll say. That. On that, I, I value outfield players more than I value goalies. Like if you're talking about accomplishments, obviously Keiror Navas accomplished more in a World Cup. Uh, and in um in a for club like obviously accomplished more but like but he's still the starting I, I just can't value a goalie like over players like or, or like outfield players it's okay just, like, it's because I love Chicha you y'all y'all know I love Chicha but the fact that we're just disrespecting Kaylor like this I don't know because well, we're not disrespecting him at all I, I, Dude, he, we're not disrespecting for Real Madrid he ran one of the greatest keepers of all time out of the club all right Let's go. Let's go to the number three. My number three is Navas. Diego, who you got, my boy? Uh, I, I was going to go Rafa Marquez, number three. Ooh, okay. Uh, Lizzie, who's your number three? Rafa Marquez. Uh, my number three is Rafael Marquez. Mine is uh, Chicharito. Oh, fuck. Chicharito or Rafa? Oh, shit, man. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's oh, the thing. Let's, let's go. Let's go, Chris. Relax. Like, we're talking about who's the biggest country in this region it's mexico who's the all-time leading goal scorer bro it's chicharito but you gotta count club and he also like bro this guy gets standing ovations from like manchester united rafa got a standing ovation at the camp new though too and that's 90k people oh yeah he's he's obviously a legend i just think chicharito like it's kind of i think well this is good they're both outfield players so this is good like i'm not not saying it by a lot i just think uh like i said like i I think just maybe just i just value goals a little more Okay, let's be real. You, you guys don't think we overrate Chicharito a bit? Like, I love the guy, but you guys but don't think we like, overrate him? incredibly skilled, but, like, I just think he got the job done. Yeah, I know he wasn't incredibly skilled, but how are you going to put that man over Rafa? I just don't see it. I don't I don't know. I mean, he has the top goal scorer. He was a super sub top 10 of all time, but over Rafa, who won, like, five league titles in two different top five maybe, leagues. Maybe, like, maybe I, I am true. Maybe, maybe I'll switch him. I, I should probably switch him on. I'll switch him. I'll put Chicharito 5 and Rafa Marquez. Three. When it comes to national right. team, you said that Rafa was iffy, no era mm. penal 2002. But when you combine yeah. everything, two UCL starting, played for Barcelona under Pep, played for Monaco, won the best defender of the year in 2000, I believe, 2001. And then he won a league title. Then he went to Barca. I think Rafa. All right. All right. You guys, you, you got me there. I'll, I'll, I'll switch him. I'll switch him. Wait. Okay. Let's go through our list again. Let's go through our list. So I'm going to say my number five. Chicharito, then Dwight Yorkie, shout out to Trinidad, and I got Navas number three. Pretty high for a keeper, I know. But no one questioned this, so fair enough. Lizzie, what's, what's your what's your top five so far? Okay, I actually want to switch my order. So, Kaylor okay. Navas still at five, Yorkie still at four. <laughs> um, I'm going to switch Chicharito to three, Rafa Marquez at two. Ah, oh, y'all see that! Espérate, espérate, and Hugo Sanchez at one. Wait, who's your number two? Well, wait, you, you, you skipped ahead! Oh, did I? <laughs> it's okay. It's like, who cares? Spoiler. Hold up, hold up. We didn't hear number... Th- I didn't hear number two. I may be done. Ah, Rafa Marquez. Fair enough. But you guys know I influenced in that decision to switch Chicha and Rafa. I heard. I can hear. Chris? Uh, mine was... Now I switched, like I said. So I have Chicha at five, Navas at four, and um, Rafa at three. Rafa at three. Fair enough. I like Kaylor at four. Javi? Uh, I'm going... I'm still Dwight Yorkie at five, Navas at four. Shit. It's 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 York, by the way. I know we keep I know we keep saying York. Uh, sorry. York. I like saying Yorkie now. I thought it was York too, but I like saying Yorkie now. I don't <laughs> I don't wanna give German this 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 uh what's the word? I don't wanna give German the pleasure of knowing that but that it's it's hard first of all I was planning on leaving out Chicharito. I don't think I can anymore. I'm gonna go Navas. I'm gonna go no sorry, I'm gonna go York, Navas, Chicha at three. And then I'm bumping oh, around. Wait, how did you go from Chicha not being in the top five to number three over Navas? Rafa's my two, by the way. I'm actually moving Kaylor to four because I want to. I, I didn't. I want to put my my number five because I actually rate. I rate this man like off of like skill level better than Rafa. So I'm gonna put him five. I put Guatemoc Blanco at five, 
And then I will put Walk them Wait, on, bro. No, that is crazy, Diego. I'm sorry, bro. I can't take it serious. I don't Quartemo, know. Okay, in my opinion, Quatemo is one of the best Mexican players to ever live. So I gotta put him at five at least. At okay, least. Okay, but like but at least and then, I'm a, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put Kaylor, then Chicha, then Rafa as my two. Okay, but I don't the Quatemo thing at number five now just threw me off. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think about Quatemoc number five? I think top ten, maybe. Not even top ten. What did he do for club? For the national team, he's definitely top three, but for club and country, I don't know. For top club and country, team. I don't even think he's top ten. What do you think, Lizzie? I don't know. I think there were different times. I think when you analyze transfer markets and the Mexican national team and Mexican league, we were at different times. So I think it's unfair to criticize by the same measures now than in, what, 20 years ago? Um, so we can't necessarily rank them properly and unbiased but yeah i can see both of them look at five he did try himself in europe but we know how that went with lead. he scored against real madrid though shout out to him he scored against my club but <laughs> besides that what did he do in europe got sent back you know i would say guatemoc would be the best mexican player of all time if trinidad and tobago never took him out in like 1999 whatever it was because he was insane he was fast and they took away his speed with that tackle but five i don't know diego i mean fair enough who's your number two though uh, I put Rafa too. Rafa so I, basically, too? I basically switched everyone to put. Who's your number two, Javi? Uh, Rafa. Rafa's my two. My, Rafa's my number two as well. I guess we're all putting Rafa too, right? Because Lizzie, you bumped up Rafa to two as well. Yeah, now I want to uh, hear your number one. York at number two. Oh, now this is good. I have York at number two. This guy over what? Almost over 150 goals in the Prem, Champions League winner, three-time Prem winner. Who's trying to debate this with Chris? Who's trying to go at it? Who's trying to represent Rafa? At number one? At number two. Number two. Uh, right. I no, I'm here to hear number ones. Number one is Hugo Sanchez. It's Hugo, Hugo Sanchez. Sanchez. It's, it, I don't think there's even a fucking question. You guys already know who I'm going to put number one. I don't even got to say it. Diego Linus. He's going to put... No. <laughs> Joe no. 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but for the national team, I'm not joking. Joe Los Santos is the goal. Oh, national my God. Here we go, bro. Club and country. Club and country. Hugo Sanchez. Even though he wasn't really like the best for country but i mean he still did his thing though honorable mentions landon donovan not yeah, even no. honorable he didn't do oh. anything in europe oh come on but yeah, yeah but for Conca Camp, no, for let's go to the u.s Pescadito Ruiz. listening none of your players are in the top five you can throw in pulisic if you want but he's not top five so you guys have no one in the top five hey so man i don't know we, we got a tim howard brad friedel both played really good in the epl tim yeah. might have been a shout yeah, yeah. Howard, howard, yeah. Been. i will also give honorable mention to um donovan yeah, yeah. I, I, for what he did in CONCACAF. Um, yeah. My Theo back then played against fucking Donovan in a Sunday league match way long ago. So I'm a... Who won? I don't know, bro. I'm a, I'm a, I, I think my, my Theo says him, but I doubt it, bro. I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> it's always a Theo's, bro. Honorable mention, Pescadito Ruiz. Not even honorable mention either, I think. What? Bro, he's, he's like the top goal scorers in World Cup qualifiers across... The whole world. That's no, crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm he he scored more champion. goals in World Cup qualifiers than Ronaldo and Messi. And uh, Messi scores against Bolivia. <laughs> Ronaldo scores against Leichstein or whatever that. Like, Lichtenstein? Yeah. So, Lichtenstein. yeah, Lichtenstein. Yeah. Come on. So, Pescarito Ruiz is pretty impressive. Uh, Alfonso Davies. Are we not going to mention Alfonso Davies? But Davies is still very young. But yeah, I would actually he, throw he would Davies, I would throw in Davies over Cuauhtémoc, number five for Diego's list, if we had to do that, because Davies is already higher than Cuauhtémoc all time. I mean, he is he is going to end up, yes, that's for sure. Not even he's end gonna, up. He's already better. What do you mean end up? He's better right now. Oh, I don't know. His country career is questionable, especially he the carried, last He carried them to the I mean, he did, I mean, he did make the World Cup after a like, long time. The 2021 octagonal champions, you know, in their Twitter, they have it in their little bio. You know, Canada be flexing a trophy that doesn't even exist because they can't win a gold cup. But Alfonso Davies did carry them to the World Cup. He scored their only goal in the World Cup ever. Mm -hmm. um, when the UCL started, it was the best left back of, in the whole world, I think. Maybe and still he's is. a product from the MLS. That's crazy. Vancouver Whitecaps. I'm going to throw him over Cuauhtémoc if in my all-time ranking for CONCACAF. I got to give more love to... My Central Americans, my Honduran people, myself. I got to go Carlos Pavon, uh, <laughs> Cosley. Hey, yo, they were, they were crazy, Shout bro. out to them, but they're not top. Shout out to them. Like, like, you're saying honorable mentions, but, like, shout out to them. It's not an honorable mention because they shouldn't bro. be a mention. Just, we're just shouting them out. Yeah. Like, other guys who should be honorable mention, or maybe he should. Magico Gonzalez. El Magico. Oh. What do you guys say think? Maradona said Magico was better than him. We, we all know Maradona was off the... 
stuff Portugal no. too when he said that. Dude, no way. Like Magico played in the second division for Cadiz for most of his career. How is he yeah. better than Maradona? Maybe like entertaining wise watching him because he didn't care about anything he just played to play but skill wise i don't know about that i mean he did get el salvador to the world cup shout out to them but I'm they just, lost 7-0 i'll give you a real honorable mention that i'm sorry, actually surprised nobody said him um and at least for number five was andres Guardado. that's a good one mm, that that's a, a good, good one uh, yeah that's yeah. one of the most capped players ever he did have a long long career in europe honorable mention um and for his country career i'm gonna give an honorable mention to andre blake and for anyone who disagrees, the amount of damage he's caused to Mexico. No, no, he's a beast. But let's go through our top five list again. I'll go through mine first. We'll see. You guys decide who has the best top five list of all time in CONCACAF. If you don't know what that is, North America, Central America, Caribbean, Caribbean. random islands, U.S. Virgin <laughs> Islands. <laughs> but I got Chicharito as my number five. Then I got Dwight Yorkie. <laughs> then I got Caleb Navas, number two, Rafa. <laughs> number one, the Real Madrid legend. I'm not putting a Barcelona player at number one in any list. Hugo Sanchez. Who you guys got? Diego. Mine is Cuauhtémoc, then Kaylor, Chicha, Rafa, and the boy, the Pumas product himself, Hugo Sanchez. All right, to make it exciting, let's rank the... We're going to debate who has the worst uh, top five at the end. Uh, you guys don't even got to say me. You already know you guys are all going to see me. All right, all right, Lizzie, give me your top five. Um, Kaylor Navas. Dwight York, Chicharito, Rafa Marquez, and Hugo Sanchez. Wait, do I have the exact same top five? Dude, I think we do. Carlos Naves, Dwight York, Chicha, Rafa, Hugo Sanchez, yeah. I have the same, except I have, um, actually, no, I don't have the same. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have Chicharito at five. I have Navas at four. Navas is the most accomplished, like I already said, but you can't have a goalie in the top three. Sorry. Three is Rafa Marquez. Two is York. And then number one, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos. I should just throw Kilo at my number one, huh? Just to, <laughs> just for you can start. Just for the memes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to debate who has the worst one. I mean, you guys probably know. Anyways, Lizzie, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Plug your socials. Where can everyone find you? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm on Twitter at Lizzie underscore Vecherano. And you can read all our stuff at 90min.com slash US. Oh, I just wanted to ask this question. Um. Is there any player, like, what's the worst player? I mean, like, in terms of, like, just added to that you interviewed before, if you can say it. (laughs) If you can, if you don't want to, I I totally understand. No, I honestly think I've been pretty lucky that I've had pretty good interviews. I mean, there's definitely certain players that are shy and give one-word answers because they're not used to media, I guess, as much. Ooh, okay. All right, switch out to question. Who's who's been like the best? Like who, yeah, who's let's, always let's be down? Positive, like, bro. We're so negative the whole day. Let's let's be negative. We just gotta know who's like you know kind of sus on the low. You know who's hype? Who be turning up? Like who's just like a good vibe to be around? Honestly, Sean Johnson, formerly oh. NYCFC, now Toronto. He is always okay. phenomenal. Um, and Carlos Acevedo, I think, also oh, great nice. That's player to interview. Very humble. And, yeah, I think both of them in particular. Again, I think most players I've interviewed are very nice, but those two are, I think, in my head, remarkable. Acevedo's about to play for Chivas, if you saw. I mean, right, it's probably going to happen. It's going right. to happen, bro. They've been talking about it for a year. But that wraps up episode 27. You know what to do. Download the podcast on Football Asada. Subscribe on, or no, wait, what? Download wait. the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Apple, Spotify. Football Spotify. Asada. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe the to the YouTube. Follow the TikTok. Follow the Lizzie. She plugged the socials. And thank you guys for joining. We're going to catch y'all later. Peace. Peace. We'll see you next week with more Football Asada. Make sure you guys subscribe and follow us at Cabra FC and CabraSportsHQ.com. Yeah.